You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Greetings, Mapleview Community Church, and welcome to our sermon cast series, Getting a Taste of Missions. Join us as we hear from Reverend Jeff Hackett, the representative from Erdo, Canada, the emergency response and development arm of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. God bless you as you listen to his message. Well, good morning, Mapleview. It is great to be in church. Um, can I just say, I'm a little bit offended by the many, many, many years ago, and uh, I was a youth pastor here, but uh, it is true that I was a youth pastor here in town uh, some 20, 20 years ago, and uh, it's not many, but uh, one of our children, one of four, I have four amazing kids, uh, four amazing boys, so when I see all the daughters up here, like, My heart just goes, wow, that's pretty incredible. But I have four amazing kids. My eldest son, his name's Cole. He's 18. My second son, his name's Jake. He's 17. He was born here in Barrie at uh, your beautiful hospital. And then there's Kai and Sam. You notice I didn't say their ages because it just all blends into one. How many parents are with me that uh, birth dates and names, they all get sort of blended into one. So when you're calling your name, you probably, your child's name, you probably rope in the pet's name as well when they're getting in trouble or whatever it might be. But uh, we have, according to society standards, a large family. Now, if you have more than three people in your family, why don't you raise your hand and say, you know, yeah, I'm from a large family, or maybe you're part of an extended family. Maybe you're a grandparent here. You have 39 grandkids or whatever it might be. But in our home, one piece of furniture that is the heartbeat of our home, and if you're with me on this throughout today, just wave at me, it is the kitchen table. How many here say that your kitchen table is the heartbeat of your home? It is for us, and especially during this COVID time, it is a place where homework gets done. It is a place where uh, disputes get aired, grievances get aired, disputes get settled. It is a place where, uh, you know what, my office is, if you call me on Zoom, I'm at my kitchen table. It is a place where a lot more other things happen than just meals. How many are with me on that one with your kitchen table? But we live in this day and age where our kids have constant connection with us. How many over this past week during the work hours of 9 to 5 got a text from their kid or their grandkid? Can you imagine back in the day if you were able to call your parents at work? I can't imagine if I was a kid, you know, around 13, if sometime throughout the day I called my dad at work and said, Hey, Dad, how you doing? What's going on? What are you doing? And, you know, my dad would be like, why are you calling? <laughs> What's wrong? What's on fire? Who's dead? You know, something emergency related. But our kids have constant communication with us. And that is a blessing in today's day and age. But more often than not, we get this text at home. Hey, dad, can, can Johnny come over for dinner? And I look, and I'm, you know, now that I'm home, I, you know, get dinner ready, and, and my response, more often than not, is what? Yes, of course he can. And then I respond back and say, yeah, sure, that's not a problem, and then I press send, and then I look over to the stove, and I begin to pray the prayer of multiplication over our food, 
Say, dear Jesus, may you multiply whatever's going on right here. You know, you take the chicken breast, you don't divide them this way, you divide them that way, so you double up the amount. Still looks the same size, but half the size. You know, you got me with this. How many parents are with me on that one? All right. But we want to teach our kids this fundamental principle, and the fundamental principle is this. There's always room for more. And there's always a space for someone at our table. We want to teach our kids this fundamental principle. We want to show them that our table is a place for everybody. All throughout the scriptures, in the Old Testament, the table was a place of prominence and significance. In the New Testament, the, place, the table was a place where, where Jesus shared his last supper. Whereas, whereas Pentecostals or as, as evangelical church, we gather around the table every month and we share in the communion. It says this, and do this in remembrance of me. And do this in remembrance of what Christ did for us. He died for our sins. And there's always a place for us at the table of grace and forgiveness. And so we want to teach our kids this. We want to drill home this, this idea that there's always a place for whoever you bring home. There's always a place for them at our table. And more often than not, when, when guests come over, because we have this beautiful table and all the chairs are matching, they're perfect. But, you know, throw somebody else in there. Throw number seven in the mix. You have to go get the chair. And usually the chair, uh, the, the, the mismatched chair, or the chair of unfortunate events is down in the basement, it's under the stairs, it's beside the furnace. I found this one here in your church in a locked room upstairs. They, they want you to forget about this chair. This lovely faux leather high back red chair that goes with nothing but black. And so they get the the mismatched chair and they bring it to the table and we make accommodations and we make sure that the space is there and they sit in this chair. You know what happens when they sit in this chair? They're part of the table. Who cares what the chair looks like? They're at the table. And I can't help but think as parents and I can't help but think as a local church, that is our business, isn't it? We're in this business of making room for more. We're in this ministry of making room for more. And ERDO, which stands for Emergency Relief and Development Overseas, ERDO.ca, check it out right now, maybe as I'm talking. But we're in this journey of making room for more. If you have your Bibles, Jesus tells a story in Luke chapter 14. He tells a story of a master who is preparing a banquet. Now, we just came out of Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving was an, an amazing time with friends and family and uh, all sorts of things, but I can imagine your Thanksgiving dinner was this. The table was all set beautiful. You had some, some leaves there that were just picked from the outside. You had a cornucopia with all sorts of gourds that really no one ever knows how to cook or eat. You just keep for a month, and then November 1st, throw them all out, replace them with the Christmas tree. And your table is brilliant. It is beautiful. Now, if your family dinner is like mine, you want to keep the peace, so you invite people who you really want to be around with. You invite the family members that don't cause the main issues. You invite the, you know, the family members that have a good story, that are not awkward. 
Not like your uncle who tells the most inappropriate stories at the most inappropriate time. You really wish he wasn't part of the family. Ah, that guy, how many of you got one of those in your family? Like, I call him Uncle Ed. If you're Ed here, I'm sorry, but you're awkward. But you want that table to be filled with everybody that you enjoy. See, in Luke 14, the master goes out of his way and he invites all the important people to this banquet, to this table, and guess what? Time and time and time again, people will respond, sorry, I can't come. Sorry, I can't make it. Sorry, I'm unable to be there. Sorry, I'm tending to the flock or it's harvest, whatever it might be. They kept on giving them excuse after excuse after excuse. Listen to this in Luke chapter 14, picking up at verse 12. It says this, when you put on a luncheon or a banquet or a Thanksgiving meal like we just had, he said, don't invite your friends, your brothers, your relatives, or rich neighbors. That one hurts. I have no rich neighbors, by the way. None. For they will invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite, and here is where we need to focus. Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the broken, the disenfranchised, the awkward, the ugly, the socially unacceptable people. Invite those people around your table for your reward will not be an earthly reward. It will be a heavenly award. So Jesus is setting the, the, the standard of who we really need to be focusing on. He says in his word in a different part, as often as you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. This perspective that Jesus has goes beyond our own self-interest. And he says, you need to find those who are hurting, those who are broken, those who are lost. And so you can imagine the servant, uh, you know, the master, as he sets his beautiful table, and no one comes, no one responds back. No one is coming to his his banquet. So he turns to his servant and he gives him these instructions. And it's found in Luke chapter 14, verse 21. The servant returned and told his master what he said, and his master was furious. And he says this Go quickly into the streets, the alleys of the town, and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame, the disenfranchised, all of those people that do not fit into our socially norm bubbles. Invite the awkwards, invite the Eds, invite the Aunt Susie. Sorry, Aunt Susie, you got roped into it with Ed because you married him. Invite those people. And this is it. After the servant had done this, he reported to the master and he says this. And church, this is where I think we need to be at. This is where our work is not done until he calls us home. And he says this, there's still room for more. I'm thankful today. I don't know about you, but I, I had this writing on my desk. It just says, I'm a beggar just trying to tell another beggar where he found food. It's, Friends, I am broken. I am not perfect. But I am thankful today and I am overwhelmed by the grace of God where he says to me, Jeff, there is a place for you at my table. 
and I will not take that for granted. And if there's a place for me, there's a place for you. And if there's a place for you, all around this world, God is saying there's places for everyone at my table. No matter where you're at, no matter how broken you might be, no matter how in need you are, you are all welcome to my table. It is the table of grace. It is the table of acceptance. It is the table because we have gone out of our way to make room for more. And friends, that is the role, that is the purpose, and that is the calling not only of the local church, that is the calling of Erdo. We are on this journey of making room for more. And listen, the local church is our avenue in order to raise resources, and we understand fully well the church is not perfect. How many of you have found a perfect church? should all raise your hand, actually, right now. You're in one. No. No church is perfect, friends. It's filled with all its flaws and, and bumps and warts and quirks and, and songs you don't like to sing. But God is choosing to use that to spread the greatest message ever told of faith, hope, and love. And he's saying to you this morning, church, are you making room for more? And that's Erdo's goal. That's Erdo's mandate, is to make room for more. So with my last few moments here, let me share you a little bit about how Erdo is making room for more. If you've never heard of Erdo, check us out, erdo.ca. That's the second time I've said that today, in case you're listening. You can check out our booth at the back. You can use your smartphone and scan and all that. But there are three main components that make up Erdo. The first one is this, is our Child Care Plus program. It's our child sponsorship program where we are on this journey. We, we sponsor over 8,300 children per month, get sponsored from donors from coast to coast to coast all across Canada that have chosen to partner with us to come alongside children to provide uh, education, medical care, clothing, access to clean drinking water. On a month-to-month -month basis, they come alongside and say, hey, listen, let me make room for more. But what is amazing to me is that last year alone, some over 22,000 children through our Child Care Plus programs had an opportunity to hear the gospel message, hear the gospel message that Jesus loves them, Jesus cares for them, Jesus hasn't forgotten about them, and Jesus has prepared a place for them at this table. And friends, that's what it's all about. The second component that makes up Erdo is our community development. This is where we go into communities like in Honduras or Guatemala or some other 35 countries around the world where we will provide food securities, microfinance programs for young mothers, wells, biosand filters, tube wells, making sure that not only households have access to clean drinking water, but schools and communities do as well. And the final area is our crisis response. It goes without saying that 2020 has been one of those 2020 years. Can I get an amen on that one? But I'll say this, God is faithful. And a lot of our Child Care Plus workers and a lot of our community program workers have had to change gears and be frontline COVID-19 responders. They've had to shift gears. 
As the schools all across the world began to shut down, our, our Child Care Plus workers shift gears to be frontline COVID responders, ensuring that the children's families had enough food to eat, had enough medical supplies, ensuring that they had proper PPE materials because we, we live in a blessed country, friends. Canada, we are blessed beyond measure. But that's not the story in other parts of this world where people are going without food and, they're, and not to be over-centralized uh, over this, but people are starving to death. And it pains us, but it also gives us an opportunity. Currently, right now, we are responding to the Yemen crisis. Right now, over 80% of the people in Yemen require humanitarian aid as we speak right now. I'm thankful that through our strategic partnerships with organizations like the Canadian Food Grains Bank that we can come alongside and provide aid and provide food and provide proper PPE material in the country of Yemen. And it gets matched four to one. Now, I, I, went, I went to Bible school. I didn't go to, I, didn't, I don't have a degree in economics. But I know this, that four to one match, that every dollar gets matched Four to one, that's some good math. That's like youth pastor math, right? I, like, I used to be a lead pastor. Hey, uh, how many kids were at youth? Oh, we had 150. No, how many kids? Oh, you know, you know, you know, shoes. But four to one is a fantastic opportunity for us to multiply the gifts that we are choosing to give and watch God do some incredible things. But I know this, friends. We cannot do it alone. We cannot be in this journey. We cannot do what Erdo's called to do without the, the empowerment of the local church and making room for more. I'd like you to hear from our, our CEO, David Adcock, and how we're responding to Yemen. Hello, I'm David Adcock from Erdo. You need to know that this fall, we will be reaching out to 1,000 families in Yemen. Uh, who are in critical and desperate uh, need right now. We will be working with people on the edge of an active conflict zone, providing emergency food supplies for the next six months. I'm asking you for your support to show these, these hard-to-reach people the love of Jesus Christ with, while providing for their immediate needs. After six years of, of war, people in Yemen are still caught in the crosshairs of conflict and in many cases now face starvation. With a crumbling healthcare system, Yemen has the highest mortality rate of COVID-19 in the entire world. And with increasing food scarcity, uh, more than eight in every 10 people in Yemen uh, need humanitarian aid just to survive the next six months. You should know that your gift will be matched four times by the Canadian government. This means that $1 becomes $5 in emergency supplies delivered to families over the next six months. To support this project in Yemen, visit erdo.ca. Together, we are seeking uh, to be obedient to the call of Jesus in difficult and dark places of this world. Who, who are we inviting around our table? Friends, as I said before, we cannot do it without your help. I'm thankful today for partnerships with churches like Mapleview. I'm thankful today that there are partners all across Canada that have chosen to be part of the Erdo story. 
So today, how can you help? You can stop by our booth and uh, visit erdo.ca. That's the third time, fourth time today, actually. Erdo.ca, you can visit us there. But also stop by our booth. We have this little Yemen flyer that gives you a little bit more information about what's happening in Yemen right now and how you can respond. There's a little QR code. You can pull out your iPhone, activate your camera, and just scan that QR code. You can probably do it now. And, uh, and that will bring you information and uh, furthermore about what's happening in Yemen. Friends, I just want to say thank you. No matter where you are in your journey, in your spiritual journey, know this. That God uses his people all across this world to impact those who desperately need help. Through Erdo, we are responding in Christ's love in tangible, practical ways, but we're also sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 7 says it so well, and it keeps us grounded at Erdo, and it keeps us focused on what the main thing is. It says this, do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the orphan and plead for the widow. Thanks, friends. Thank you for letting me be here today. And let's do some incredible things together. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. I told Jeff the first service, uh, it's a very moving message. You know, I think in October, the, this month of, we begin Thanksgiving, um, in the month, and I think throughout the 2020 season, we've focused so much on what's going on in our own lives and our own safety and security and our own provision and trying to continue to keep the church open and all kinds of different challenges that it's just filled with those things, that this month is a month that we take our eyes off ourselves, just for a brief moment of all the things going on, all the uncertainties in our own life, all the challenges in our own life. And just for a brief moment, we, we step back and, and we enlarge our vision to those around the globe in the month of October. And in this case, the Yemenis people, imagine giving $10,000 to Erdo and turning it to 50000 Our goal this month is to raise $75,000 more than uh, our normal offerings would, would, would be. Somehow learning to sacrifice something. I know <clears throat> that our own, when Jody and I come to this month, we, we want to always do something substantial. We find ways to bless ourselves and our children throughout the month of, um, uh, throughout the year, and this month comes. And, you know, there's usually a number that Lord puts on our heart, and we talk about it, and it's 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 usually it's just let me be frank it's a scary number, um, and it's at that moment of time like you're full of faith, and you think I can do this we can do this we can do this we need to do this, uh, and then the day goes by and a couple of weeks go by and we go well man that's I don't know if we can do this I don't know what we can and and as the more weeks go by we figure it's still a we want to do something, but we somehow mitigate and we lessen the number of that first tug in our heart. Well, after hearing Jeff's message this morning, I thought, how can I lessen that number for starving people? How can I, how can I 
figure out a way to lessen that number. I need to figure out a way to maximize. In the, the widow gave two little pennies, and Jesus said she gave everything. It's a, it's a sacri- this is what I'm asking, is a sacrificial gift. It's something to go over and above, to say, Jesus, I am so thankful for my great salvation. I need to make it known around the globe. And in this, this, this our goal is to support uh, some missionaries and missions projects in some very dark places of the world. Thank you.